You're listening to Very Loose Women. You are listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM. And today we're going to be talking about clothes that we wear and our gender. I think the way that we titled this is dressing feminine, mm. as in, what is that? Um, and do we want, do we do it? Do we want to? But before we get into all of this, um, we're going to do the classic celebrations and frustrations. And Soila, I really think that you should start. Okay, I'm going to try and make this as quickly as possible. Um, yesterday, I um, was out and about in my car and um, I have never driven on a motorway before. And when I said to my mum, I was like, should I, should I go on the motorway? She was like, no, do not go on a motorway. I was like, okay. So I went I've there. I've been on a dual carriageway and it's like Yeah, but on a dual, dual carriageway, highest I've ever, or the fastest I've ever gone is like 50 miles an hour. It's very scary. Very scary. Anyway, so I went there to the place, my destination, and I took all side roads. And then on my way back, I like programmed into the sat nav um, to take me home. And um, it kind of like missed, I think it didn't fully get where I was. So when I adjust, you know, I kind of drove a certain, you know, way back and it readjusted. And the way it readjusted was it took me onto the motorway before and because i don't know the roads well enough i was like oh, okay well it looks like i'm on the motorway now um this is fine i wasn't panicking i was confident i was kind of self-assured but i was also like f you so hard sat nav and then first motorway under my belt it was like oh you know what i'm gonna take you on to the m25 i was like oh okay well this is i guess this is i guess this is happening motorway um, on crack <laughs> yeah um so i did i did that and then i was like it was like turn off at the next junction blah 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 but i uh, junctions are are confusing and then when you add that to the uh hell hole that is the m25 mm. and the thousands of lanes it seems um i got a bit confused and i ended up on in birmingham i well not quite in birmingham but on the motorway towards Birmingham, I was like, okay, I guess this is, I guess, I guess this is what's happening. Um, it rerouted me back. So I had to come off and then do like a bit of a roundabout thing and then come back on and then drive back into London. But it was a bit of a, you know, uh, it was like, well, I'm celebrating the fact that I managed to do three motorways, not just one. Um, first time. And it wasn't terrible, you know, got to 70 um oh gosh just the thought that i haven't driven in so long and the idea of going at 17 miles per hour it's guaranteed death for whoever comes near me and also myself well yeah Yeah, i mean i mean you know uh, in my driving lessons that was always something that terrified me i was never one of those people was like oh i'd I'd love to go faster it was like no perfectly happy keeping it i got 14 minors and they were all for hesitation so i'm pretty sure 14 minors (laughs) i think i only got five no, you know, not, right. not to make it a competition. Oh, I think well. maybe I got less, actually. I think I only got two, actually. Right, anyway. okay, fine, rub it in. <laughs> but yeah, I did motorway for the first time, and I, I could do it again. I could do it again, come the apocalypse. In the studio, we also have John. I should have said this earlier. Um, do you have a celebration or frustration, John? Uh, I'll go with celebration. Um, I've been working on a little project um, for the last, well, for ages, it seems. I'm one of those people that I can't actually finish something unless I've got mm. a deadline. So I managed to impose a deadline upon myself by getting sort of like a date for it to be published. Mm. So um, now I'm sort of being productive because I have to be. Um, yeah. It's yeah. the only way to be, mm. like working to a deadline. I don't know how other people would do it. Yeah, it is. But I mean, 
it, for this kind of thing, like, you know, when you're applying for a job and, you know, there's, you know, has to be done by this date, that's mm. fine. But if, if it is something that's a creative project, it's really difficult for me to, like, yeah. make myself get it done on time. But mm. um, so, yeah, hopefully I'm going to be scared into to getting that finished. Mm. So The snippets amazing. of it are great, can I just say. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, my celebration, I've been meaning to do counselling for a very long time. And I know I've mentioned on the show going to like mind meetings around anxiety. Mm. And I signed up for Southwark counselling and they gave me this sort of like online thing to fill out as my counselling. Oh, so every interesting week, way of doing it. So for three times every week you fill out this like CBT booklet. It's like, Odd. I have to say, I did not find it beneficial. Others might. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, so then I was talking to a friend of mine about, like, it's, like, I have anxiety. Um, I would say it's, like, relatively bad. It, like, disrupts my food and my digestion to the point of vomiting. Like, it's, like, bad. It impacts your life. It impacts. I have anxiety that impacts my life. That's the best way of putting it. So I know that I do need counselling at some point because it's not just going to resolve itself. Anyway, so she sent me, like, a list of links of, like, subsidised counselling in London and there was an LGBT one, so I, I like, wrote to them. I had my first, like, pre-session today. Mm. And so I'm going to sign up for 14 sessions. Amazing. Yeah. Celebrate that. Exactly. For my future mental health mm. is going to mm. thank me for this. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I think we've got... Uh, Mia coming into the studio. Welcome, she's Mia. arrival. <laughs> How wonderful. Just in time for celebration and frustration. Do you want to peep into the mic with one? But um, so my frustration is I just getting caught in the rain just now. I oh, guess. what? It's raining. <laughs> That's no, also just, my frustration now. Just drizzling a little bit. But well, thanks so much for joining us. Today we're talking about dressing feminine. We're going to go into the topic today. Um, so it's more, it's not specifically about uh, being a woman or being a man. And it's not specifically about dressing feminine rather than masculine, but it's about how we manage our gender expression through our dress sense. So we'll just take today or like the last maybe couple of weeks. um, And I just wanted to hear from each of you how you feel your gender expression and your clothing sort of mesh or don't mesh or Mm. coincide. Soila, do you want to start on that? Sure. I think I really... It's a strange one because I find this actually quite a complex thing for me. Um, But um, I tend to dress in a kind of... I I don't want to say androgynous because I don't think that's correct, but I dress in a kind of feminine, masculine, stereotypical mix. Um, I love it when I can dress in such a way that it doesn't kind of show, like, particular features. So... I like wearing very baggy clothes on the top. Um, I also don't mind, or I also quite like it when I wear um, something that kind of really comes in at the waist and that kind of thing. Um, I tend to wear quite dark, neutral colours, but actually very recently, within the last two weeks or so, I've started to wear brighter colours, and that's that's quite different. so it's it's a mixture of things. I find it very complicated. It depends mm. on your mood, that kind of thing. But I, I do enjoy um, dressing, I guess, more so stereotypically masculine. Like, if I kind of look a bit boyish, I'm like, yes, mm. love it. Um, I tend not to wear stereotypically feminine clothes, i.e. skirts, dresses. Mm. It just doesn't. I just don't wear it. Mm. Heels, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
I put a ban on heels a number of years ago because <laughs> I'm like, mm, that doesn't work for me. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I've got a similar approach. I'm very like, I, I would say for me, it is androgyny. Like I think clo- a lot of clothes that I wear, um, if I was a man, it wouldn't be too unusual. I think everything mm. I'm wearing here, except for my boots, which like have a masculine edge. They're like DM Chelsea boots. Mm. Um, which could work for men, but I think they're more typically mm. currently. I mean, there for are women. there are a lot of clothes that are unisex, but um, I but that's the thing. Like I place myself more in the unisex area. If it's see, too masculine, yeah. like shirts with uh, sharp collars, mm. they don't suit me, mm. and they're mm. quite masculine. Um, the shape of masculine clothes is often too wide. It's so, quite boxy, isn't it? Yeah, so that doesn't suit me either. So I know that I'm not masculine clothes, but feminine clothes I haven't worn a dress since well when i go to weddings i always have this blue dress that i wear but i feel dress (laughs) i feel very um i do feel like i'm dressing up like in the sense of like if you put on a frog costume like that's what it feels like (laughs) i feel like just go to a wedding in in your frog costume but i I feel like it's not it's not i'm not expressing myself i'm dressing this way because you have to wear smart dressing up yeah and that's what wearing smart clothes is not because i want to wear this obviously wearing heels and a blue dress is not what i want to wear i don't feel special or me in it Mm. i just like feel like i have to tick certain boxes for special occasions Mm. um but yeah in my day-to-day i've just got a full-time job and i feel like i'm going to have to start wearing more professional clothes and that's going to orient me in a certain way the last time i had to wear professional clothes uh, consistently, I uh, was in my early twenties where I was more comfortable wearing skirts. Yeah, and it's just not an option for me now. I just don't like, and they were usually pencil skirts, and I just don't feel comfortable with the idea that someone might be able to look at my bum. Like it makes me like supremely uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and so I, I just like, I like uh, trousers that go above the waist, where it's like hangs loosely over my bum, so that I know that guaranteed no one's checking it out. Like I just, I think it just, I just feel too. Um, sexualized almost yeah yeah and it's not because i am being sexualized it's just like if there is a risk that i might be then i feel very uncomfortable okay and it's more like with regards to my own comfort Mm. um john you're not of the same gender as us no um, how do you navigate that not not being like us (laughs) well i guess the similarity would lie in the fact that i am i'm quite insecure about what i wear um and i just I kind of want to wear things that... I mean, I'd like to wear something that I, you know, stood out in and, and I'd like to have a good dress sense, but I'm just sort of like... I feel too uncomfortable going out knowing that people may look at me and have an opinion that I'm wearing something that's stupid or whatever. So mm. I just tend to dress in, you know, pretty simple stuff, just sort of black T-shirts and black jeans and, mm. you know, whatnot. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of it for me, really. Um, do, you, do you feel that what you wear is particularly masculine or feminine? I guess it's more masculine, but only it only tend to. Um, I don't know if I was to wear something more feminine, then that might draw more attention to myself and my clothes. That's the same way I feel. Yeah, as yeah. soon as you go down the more feminine route, it's usually more colourful, more interesting cuts, mm. anything like that. Then it's like, oh, you've made some sort of an effort, and therefore people have a right to look at you or something. Right. And, yeah. And it's not that they might feel that, but it's just that somewhere in me, I'm, I feel like they might feel mm. that they have a right to, and that makes me stressed. Yeah. I, d- I do. Th- I do think it's quite interesting um, that for. Um, kind of women and maybe kind of more female presenting bodies it's much easier to dress more masculine than it is for mm. men mm. and male presenting bodies to dress more feminine yeah mm. say in the workplace if a, mm. if a man came 
wearing a skirt or a dress, yeah. I think people would turn their heads more than if a woman wore a skirt or a dress and more than if a woman wore trousers. And that's kind yeah, of in the way that um, some clothing labels kind of market their clothes as well. Like a lot of um, women's jeans are like boyfriend jeans mm. or like, um, you know, it's much easier for like, if you're a girl to like go to the men's section and you buy like oversized shirts mm. and things like that. Whereas um, I don't think it could happen as in easily the, inverse, the, the yeah. other way. Like, where where would you place your sort of gender expression in terms of clothing? Okay, so I think you've caught me on like, and this is an exception for me because I'm wearing a skirt today. Mm. Um, and I mean, I usually just wear like a pair of like baggy jeans and like a t-shirt. It's what I feel like comfortable in yeah. really. Um, but I think recently I've gotten quite into wearing eyeshadow. So I try and like match that. I guess like that is a bit more, that's where the femininity comes into it. But I think it is probably... That it sets a bar that you feel you have to meet elsewhere. Like, if you're wearing <laughs> eyeshadow, then maybe you should be feminine or, like, stereotypically feminine elsewhere. Uh, yeah, I guess, because I, I just tend to match it to, like, the top mm. or whatever that I'm wearing. Mm. But um, uh, but then, I, yeah, I, I do feel quite, like, masculine wearing, like, big boots, like, clumping around as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, I would say that it is, is a mix of the two. I, I had quite short hair... Um, like kind of like a p- pixie cut, I guess, a couple of years ago. And I, I, I think when I had short ha- shorter hair, I did. I, my fashion was generally more masculine, so I did sort of like match it. Because I, I've been thinking very hard about going back to having short hair. I had short hair for quite a long time, mm. and um, it was like Mia Farrow and Rosemary's Baby was is like where I would put the length of my hair. Like mm. very, it was it was short but not shaved. Um, mm. And we shaved at the back, so that's not strictly true. But I felt like I had to wear more feminine clothes because when I was a teenager, I had short orange hair. I was Great. a teenager. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and I would wear these really baggy dungarees all the time and people would mistake me for a boy. And so when I had short hair, sort of old, when I was in my sort of mid-late 20s, um, I would try to be slightly more feminine in terms of like cuts of things and wearing skirts so that people wouldn't mistake me for, not that they would, but I think because of that happening all the time when I was a teenager, mm. then I, I wouldn't happen. How do you feel that men and women express themselves uh, in terms of like the gender expression and clothing in your workplaces? Do you feel that there's, we've said like there's less flexibility perhaps for men, but like how how have you seen that play out, play itself out? I'd say, as you say, there's probably less flexibility, but also it's probably a lot easier. Do you know what I mean? For, I mean, a lot of people in my office or sort of all the men just come in wearing um, basically exactly the same stuff. You you can give it less thought. Yeah, less Mm. thought. Um, And I think there's less pressure there. And I think that I don't think that's um, quite the same for women. Are there any sort of gender non-conforming people in any of your workplaces who sort of like get off a little bit scot-free of not having to go by either code? No, there isn't actually. I work in quite a small team, so Mm. that makes it quite different. I mean, I do, I work in a much larger organisation and so there are people who I see who look masculine um, and dress in such bright colours and I think it's more, and I don't, and I don't know because I am making an assumption here. Mm. I don't know if it's because they're a member of the LGBT community, um, but I I do find that um, where in that community at work, mm. those people and my friends tend to dress more. Um, 
or less conforming to mm. a particular stereotype. And I quite enjoy that because I also like the freedom of that and I guess that's why they're my friends. And I, I came out around uh, age like 24, 25 mm. and I definitely felt more freedom to wear what I wanted after I came out. Mm. And it's and it's not... Um, uh, it's not... I, I didn't feel like ashamed to wear trousers in my early 20s or anything, but I think I was more like copying what other people did and impersonating other people's femininity. Mm. And then when you come out, it's sort of like, um, oh, I know bits of who I am now. And so I'm going to be that. And I don't see why I would compromise on that. And so I just started compromising less in various parts of my life. Mm. And it just meant that my gender expression was like, in terms of clothing, was more androgynous, more broadly. It wasn't anything like strategic or anything. Um, in terms of um, when you wear something that might stand out, like say, well, I guess for your like eye makeup and or, but I was thinking more like nights out. For me, it's drumming. Like mm. when I drum, I'll wear like more colorful clothes. I've been considering wearing a crop top soon. I wear this like shirt with watermelons on, like all of these things that are like a bit more jazzy. Um, <laughs> So I sort of, it, it's still like trousers, but often I'll wear like leggings. Like I have these velour wedded leggings that I sometimes wear for drumming. I look, I look quite extreme. I also wear a boiler suit with lots of like high vis on it. Like I get to play around more with clothing and be more performative with it. Are there any occasions like that in your life where you play outside your usual rules? Um, so when I used to DJ, I used to wear quite provocative T-shirts, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I used to have this... Um, one t-shirt that had like um a photograph of it was like a topless woman on it mm. and then yeah people I mean some people catch themselves looking at it and then feel kind of uncomfortable but then some people would just be like yeah that's a really cool top I really mm. like that and then I also had a a t-shirt that had PJ Harvey lyrics on it and it just said lick my legs mm. but then also I used to work at a bar as well and, and when I would wear that sometimes I would get some Kind of creepy comments, but <laughs> there is this idea. I feel as uh, like as a I, as a woman, I'm um, obviously identify as a woman. Um, but the um, the the idea that you have to take responsibility for the creepy comments that you receive, mm. like even if like whether you wear you know an oversized black jumper or a tight fitting t shirt with like a naked woman on it like no comments that you receive are technically your fault um, yeah. but there's this idea that um that I feel personally that if I were to take any sort of risk it immediately becomes my fault because yeah. someone else is being creepy yeah. towards me I I had this at work recently where I wore a tight a tighter top and um a uh, someone in the office made a comment um that made me really evaluate and kind of like look at how it made me very self-conscious of my That's body yeah. and then I stopped wearing that top mm -hmm. because I was like oh I don't want this and it literally it's a top yeah which it might be a bit tighter but why it, it makes me annoyed and frustrated that just by the nature of wearing a top that was more kind of form-fitting yeah and this um old male pale stale guy made a comment about it mm. i then was like i need to change my behavior and not you need to change you know yeah. it's very easy not to say anything yes <laughs> like yes it's a, it's much easier to shut up exactly and then yeah. it, you come onto this whole thing of oh you know it's this whole of oh were well, you dressed a certain way 
and mm. therefore mm. It, it negates this experience, it's, this negative thing that's yeah. happened to you yeah. and just feeds into that culture of it's always your fault mm. for mm. letting this thing happen to you. Yeah. And it's crazy how much um, sort of reassurance you'll need in order to wear something again, yeah. if you know what I mean. Like if, if someone comments negatively on something or in a particularly creepy way, it's kind of like the amount of time it takes for you to feel confident in, in going out and wearing that. Again, after that, yeah. Right, yeah. I've given up on so many, like, especially, like, light-coloured, like, white or beige tops because mm. um, I get worried that they're in any way transparent because I don't wear bras or, mm. um, like, layer up in any way. Um, I can't really cope with the fact someone might see, like, a different shade of skin around my nipple. <laughs> yeah. like, it seems so stupid to mm. say it like that, but it's the same with tight t-shirts if anyone sees like any shape around my nipple i'm like oh i'm imposing this on them but it's like my body's literally there there's nothing i can do about it it's completely everyone has nipples (laughs) it's just so unreasonable that i should have these reactions and Mm. yet i do and it's really hard to change Mm. um i really wanted to ask all of you we don't have a huge amount of time left but i really wanted to ask you um in, so my gender expression changed whether I've dated men or women and I've spoken about coming out and things like that. How do you feel your dress sense has adapted through different changes in your life? So I'm interested in how you dressed as a kid, as a teen, and then like evolutions in your, I guess for all of you, early adulthood, <laughs> given that I'm the oldest one here. Mia, do you want to kick us off on that one? Um, I'll have a go. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think, well, I feel like when I was a kid, it was like my mom who would usually yeah, dress me out. Yeah. So... And because I have two younger sisters, she would like to coordinate. So it would be like little matching dolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, so I went to a secondary school that didn't actually have a uniform. So, which was good in some ways, but then some fashion mistakes were made on several occasions. <laughs> but I, I, in France, they don't have uniforms, so mm. I didn't have one. Oh. And um, I, I really used to miss having a uniform. I, mm. Like, as soon as corduroy trousers came in, uh, my uniform when I was at school in England, I was like, yes, this is for me. Um, yes, I remember that. <laughs> but, but in secondary school, when you're giving free reign, I was just like, it made me stressed to think what I'm going to wear each mm. day. I, I didn't like it at well, all. Well, I think year seven, I remember everyone had, like, a Gap hoodie, and that was... The um, thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it was, like, Abercrombie and Fitch, I think, year eight. Mm. And Hollister. then... Yeah. <laughs> And then I think year nine, people started to be a bit more individual and like... So um, in terms of your progression, what, how, do you, how would you like mark it with regards to like gender stereotypes? Um, Grow, growing up in the 90s, um, I guess it was cooler to be a tomboy. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys had that, but like I always felt like a little bit superior because I didn't want to dress feminine. <laughs> I had that a little bit, but it was more kind of like... Avril Lavigne kind of inspired tomboy, oh, yeah. like wearing Converse mm-hmm. and um, like grungy clothes. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Soila? I guess. I mean, again, when I was, I, I never really liked wearing dresses, and I remember this one time at a school play when they tried to put me in a dress and wear lipstick. I was probably about ten, and I cried because I was like, I'm not having it. Mm. And then I went back to playing on my own. In and I think when I got to school, as soon as I didn't have to wear trousers, I or didn't have to wear a skirt, should I say. I was just like, great, wearing trousers, this is it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if it... I I don't know, it's a tough one. Um, I think there have been times when I've loved wearing dresses. Same, um, yeah, and it's important to acknowledge that. Yeah, Yeah. and, you know, I do like something that's more form-fitting. I do do 
I do enjoy. You know what I freaking have always hated though? Tights. There's like, how have they made something so uncomfortable? <laughs> like, and, like, and the they thing never fit you, properly. You put it on, and, and then you've got like the the like gusset. I think the, like, the crotch is at your knee. Yes, like, like the knee. Why do they make them like that? Can't they make normal tights that fit people? It's so horrible. I mean, I'm wearing some now, and I can definitely relate to all the things <laughs> you're saying. So they're so bad. Like, if there's one thing that's put, puts me off wearing a dress, apart from my hairy mm. legs, it's probably the freaking tights. Yeah. So unbearable. But like that's the thing. Like wear a dress if you've got hairy legs, that kind of thing. If you mm. if you feel like that you've got imperfect legs, if you want to wear your t-shirt, your trousers that are flowing and free, and you know all that kind of stuff. I think when it comes down to it, it's wear what makes you comfortable mm. and wear what you want. And I think that's the thing. Like clothes are a really good way that we express ourselves and we shouldn't be tied to either feminine or masculine regardless of how we identify and our gender um i'm on that very peace loving note and uh what's the word note of comfort and we have to sign off um please listen to our show at vlw radio uh on twitter and instagram and find us on our acast very loose women thanks for listening good night